2: Welcome back to another episode of Two Girls, One Ship, the podcast where we swoon over all your favorite video game romances. I'm Genesis, the girl who considers listening to our pod prep playlist and dancing with no abandon in the garage a part of her process for getting ready to record.
0: That's a good process. And I'm Vervada, the girl who definitely still falls for adorable ginger nerds with southern English accents. I'm already fangirling. Can't wait. <laughs> Yay!
2: As usual, we go deep into the story with analysis of both the character and the romance itself. So, here's your fucking spoiler alert. Thanks to a legendary human who has spent nearly 525,600 minutes reading planet
0: cards. Spoilers aside, we're assuming you already have some background knowledge on the game and the characters we're discussing. We'll be giving some character-specific context, but otherwise, if you don't know much about Dragon Age, it'll be a pretty confusing episode. If you're looking for more detailed lore regarding Dragon Age, check out the Dragon Age Lorecast on the Robots Radio Rocket Club. Today's episode is on Alistair Theron from Dragon Age Origins.
1: You know, one good thing about the Blight is how it brings people together.
2: It brings people together. Alistair was born in 910 Dragon, possibly in Redcliffe Village or nearby. He was raised by Arl Eamon of Redcliffe and was brought up to believe that his mother was a serving maid who died in childbirth. He was kept as a stable boy and did not grow up in the lap of luxury. Ar- Arlesa Isold, the Arl's wife, suspected the reason between her husband took an interest in a, in a parent servant's child was that Alistair was Eamon's bastard. Much like Cat forced Ned Stark to finally send John the Bastard away, the Arlesa forced Eamon to send Alistair away to the Chantry. In 920, when Alistair was 10 years old, he was sent to the monastery at Burnshire to train as a Templar and a life of religious service.
0: And just like Jon Snow, turns out, this bastard isn't just any bastard. He's a royal bastard. Alistair wasn't born of some serving girl... Nor was he Arl Eamon's son. In fact, he was the illegitimate child of King Merrick Theron, current King Caelan's dad, and the elven mage Fiona. For those of you who played Dragon Age Inquisition, you may remember her as the leader of the rebel mages. So, he was sent off to Templar school
2: and was trained for many years by the Chantry in how to fight, and specifically how to fight mages. However, he was found to be ill-suited to a life of religious devotion. When Duncan, commander of the Grey Wardens in Ferelden, and friend to Alistair's true parents, found him in 929, Alistair had not yet taken his vows and was desperately unhappy at the monastery. I don't blame him. Monastery life isn't for most people. Too
0: many rules for me, for sure. Yeah, I went to Catholic school once. I would not want to repeat that, (laughs) so... I feel for Alistair. The Grand Cleric was not happy about Duncan snatching up one of the Templar recruits, but that's the thing about their right of conscription. You can't say no to the Grey Wardens. So Alistair was taken from one predestined life path to another. For all the choices afforded Bioware players, their NPCs hardly ever get any. Alistair, at the very least, seems happy that he gets to have what feels like family for the first time in his life. Sure, Arl Eamon was never awful to him, but you can't feel the warmth of the fires in the Great Hall at Redcliffe Castle from the stables.
2: Alistair saw the Grey Wardens as kindred spirits, as all the Grey Wardens were once unwanted people welcomed nowhere until the Grey Warden cause brought them together. Basically, they are the Dragon Age versions of the Night's Watch and Game of Thrones. All past sins absolved, All crimes forgiven. And now your life, your literal life, is devoted to the wardens. So when you, the warden, finally meet Alistair in 930, he has been living the warden life for a year and is technically the senior warden when everything goes to shit. And it's just down to the two of you after
0: the Battle of Astagar. Yep, but Alistair's totally fine with being the follower rather than the leader. However, as he is lacking self-confidence and life experience, even though he's the senior Grey Warden, he does not want to be the senior Grey Warden. There is a way to help him grow up a bit, though. As the two of you are trying to stop the Blight from destroying, you know, all of Freldon, battling Loghain, and all the other shit going on, Alistair finds out about an apparent half-sister that lives in Denerim. If you want to romance him, this is his loyalty mission, so you have to do it. You can go with him to meet his sister, named Goldana, and he is very excited to meet her.
2: Hmm. Unfortunately, Goldana is not impressed. She harbors a deep resentment for Alistair, believing he had a privileged upbringing and that he killed their mother. She basically says that the only use she could have for him is if he has any money to offer her and her horde of children. After this awful family reunion, the very next time you speak to Alistair... You can harden him? No, not like that. You can help him be a little less naive about the world, which will make him a better king, if he becomes king. To harden him a little against the world, you choose the line, everyone is out for themselves. You should learn that. The next time that you speak to him, he'll tell you this.
1: Back when we left Goldana's, you told me I needed to look out for myself more than I do. I'm beginning to think you were right. I need to stop letting everyone else make my decisions for me. I need to take a stand and think about myself for a change. Or I'm never going to be happy.
2: Hardening him is the only way you can stay in a romance with Alistair. If he becomes king and you are not a human noble warden.
0: A hardened Alistair is less idealistic and innocent. But is better equipped to be a decisive and confident king, or at the very least, warden. I always harden Alistair because it's worth it to see him blossom into a more capable and confident version of himself. Okay, before we slide into home base, let's take a break to talk about some fun facts and to hear about some of the other podcasts on the Robots Radio Network.
2: Uh, While I check on for any new reviews, can you let our listeners know about the changes
0: coming to Spotify? Yes, we just found out about this ourselves the other day. So big news, everyone. Spotify is adding a review feature from any show page in the Spotify app on iOS or Android. You can simply tap to rate a show on a scale from one to five stars, as long as you've listened to at least 30 seconds of an episode. So if you're picking up what we're putting down, then leave us a review. Did you find any re- new reviews for us to read? No? All right. No,
2: I can't even see anybody that has rated us already on Spotify because some users have it, but some don't yet. It's coming out in small waves.
0: Well, keep checking. But anyway, on to some fun facts then.
2: Hmm. <laughs> Fun fact about Alistair's voice from a long time Buffy the Vampire Slayer fan. Apparently David Gator, lead writer on Dragon Age Origins, partially based Alistair on the characters Xander from Bucky, Buffy and Mal from Firefly. And he wanted Nathan Fillion to voice Alistair. So do I see any correlation between Xander and Alistair? The early seasons? Yeah. The naive high school kid who still has stars in his eyes and thinks that powerful woman around him can do no harm? Yeah, that's our boy. And the later seasons, when Xander has lost the sparkles and sees the world as it really is, but strives to be the change he wants to see? Yeah, that fits too. Mal? Hmm. I'd have to really put more into thought to the comparison there, but V, could you imagine Captain Hammer? As Alistair?
0: Um, no, but I actually was just thinking about in the song where he says, they say with the second time you get to do the weird stuff. That's kind of true with Alistair, though. I mean, <laughs> we you, <laughs> we'll get into what you can do with Alistair in a moment, but it's not a terrible comparison. But per- personally, I can't see Nathan Fillion as Alistair. Steve Valentine's voice is perfect for Alistair. Like we said in the last episode, real-world accents are used to give a sense of culture to the nations of Thetis. and Ferelden speak with mainly a southern English accent, otherwise known as received pronunciation or RP. To tie it back into Buffy, Alistair is a chronic user of what's called Buffy-speak in the entertainment industry. This refers to a variety of speech patterns used to indicate that a character, while intelligent, is maybe too young and inexperienced, or maybe talks too fast, to properly express their complex ideas and thoughts. This speech pattern has been around for ages, but Joss Whedon, is that how you say it? Is usually attributed to creating it, hence the name Buffy Speak. Here's a great example of Alistair using Buffy Speak.
1: You're some kind of sneaky witch thief.
2: How very eloquent. Tangent. Does that make Liara a willow? They both have a great deal of knowledge, but often can't form the words to articulate what she means to say, or she says them too quickly and then realizes that it didn't come out the way that she intended. But by the end of the series, they are some of the most powerful beings in their fields. Willow being able to spellcast large enough to cover the entire world, and Liara being the controller of the entire galaxy's information lines. Hmm before i dive too deep into the rabbit hole of my buffy lore filled brain and the thought of what a conversation between zervron and spike would sound like let me switch back to thoughts of licking lampposts while you get to listen to some of the other podcasts on the robots radio rocket club <laughs>
0: So come and listen on Spotify, Apple, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. And always remember...
1: Swooping is bad.
0: Once upon a time, 27 years after the bombs fell, there were two people, a vault dweller and a California girl. They met and Sparks blew. That's when things got interesting. Once Upon a Wasteland is their story. Follow Elizabeth Kirby and Odessa Valdez as they pursue their happily ever after in the post-apocalyptic Appalachian wasteland of Fallout 76. Available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and many other podcasting platforms. Once Upon a Wasteland, a Fallout 76 love story. Available now.
2: One last note on Buffy. Joss can go fuck right off. Along the lines of J.K. Rowling and other creators that have given the world such amazing gifts, but then turned out to be total dirtbag humans, fuck off. I believe Daniel Radcliffe said it best in regards to the Harry Potter book series with, quote, If you have found anything in these stories that resonate with you and helped you at a time in your life, then that is between you and the book that you read. And it is sacred. And in my opinion, nobody can touch that. It means to you what it means to you. And I hope that these comments will not taint that too much. End quote. And that was from a post that uh, Daniel Radcliffe put out on the Trevor Project and we can prob- we can link to that in the show notes. But the allegations of sexual harassment and physical violence on set made against Joss have made me lose all respect for him. And his actions against underage actors is absolutely unacceptable. So you can go fuck off right now. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk.
0: Yeah, nope. Don't do that. I think it's very important to separate the art from the artist. I did not know that about Joss. So, yeah, never going to be a fan of him personally now. As for Harry Potter, yeah. that story is super important to me. And I still love it, but I do not condone turfs. So, bye, J.K. Rowling. And rant.
2: Should we take a breather? <laughs> Back to Alistair. He can only be romanced by a female warden. So say you've been working against the darkspawn and you've been flirting with the cute and awkward red-headed ex-Templar, and you've been giving him his favorite gift of statues. (laughs) I was chatting with Cloudy Atlas and Lena about these little statues and wondering what in the world he would want with them. And Cloudy was like, what is Alistair doing with all these statues? probably in his tent with playing with them like a seven-year-old plays with toy soldiers i died dead i'm dead <laughs> swish swish stab poke stab, stab stab poke attack the bad guy warden can you be the bad guy i don't have enough
0: hands <laughs> to be them all well i mean at some point you brought Buffy into this, so I had to bring that I feel like you're going to have any excuse to My bring voice. Buffy into anything. It's going to happen. <laughs> but, I mean, at at some point, Alistair mm-hmm. is definitely stabbing the warden with something. And when, <laughs> when mm-hmm. Alistair becomes interested in the female warden back, he will offer a gift of a rose because he's just so perfect. You may choose to accept it or not. During some of the early flirtation, when you ask him if he's ever done it, he asks you what you mean, and if you reply, you know what I mean, he says.
1: I'm not sure I do. Have I never seen a basilisk? Ate jellied ham? Have I never licked a lamppost in winter? Make fun of you, dear lady. Perish the thought. Well, tell me. Have you ever licked a lamppost in winter?
2: I can't. I can't. (laughs) The way that he says that the second time, have you ever licked a lamppost in winter? I'm like... (laughs) Oh, you poor, poor, sweet, sweet, innocent, sexy, sexy man. You... mm it turns out alistair is a virgin like he wouldn't even get a quarter of my humor
0: yeah alistair has what i like to call and so does the rest of the internet big golden retriever energy but he's not vapid or dumb he's witty and charming he wears his heart on his sleeve and is incredibly open and vulnerable with the warden he's a direct foil to zevran being raised in very similar fashions. They are both apparent orphans, resigned to a life chosen for them, which then defined who they became as adults. Alistair is duty-bound warrior, and Zevern is loose and easy assassin. Both have great senses of humor. They approach sex in a complete opposite way. Zevran is the experienced Casanova, but his sexual performance is never discussed outside of your relationship, really. Whereas dorky Alistair is inexperienced, but apparently. Very talented. Alistair will tell you, if propositioned too early, that sex is not something he was raised to take lightly. For Alistair, it's not about sex, it's about love. Sex is an act of love for him. (sighs) When he finally asks you to be with him for the first time, it's just simply perfect.
1: I wanted to wait for the perfect time, the perfect place, but when will it be perfect? If things were, we wouldn't even have met. We sort of stumbled into each other, and despite this being the least perfect time, I still found myself falling for you, in between all the fighting and everything else. I really don't want to wait anymore. I've I've never done this before, you know that. I want it to be with you, while we have the chance.
2: It's lines like that that make sex with Alistair complicated for me. I feel like a dirty old woman taking his virginity. Uh, He's so sweet and innocent, so pure. And holy shit, where did those abs come from? I guess the years and years of training really honed his body. He also seems very attentive and willing to learn. The scene is pretty standard fare from what we have seen with the male-female hookup so far, and the music seems to fit better with Alistair to me. It is very much a lovemaking song, and that works. Jen is about to get very detailed, Toasty, so cover your ears, or take out your earbuds, beastie. Mm -hmm. While your warden is on her back and Alistair is moving into position, she moves with him like damn they put in some good details into this sex me being me could pinpoint the moment of entry because they make the warden move and gasp like damn facial expressions movements everything was on point
0: yeah i i almost like (laughs) when i first played this game i was a baby right and now all these years later and i was re-watching this scene for research purposes i was like research. I, I was like tea oh no i hope i don't get caught watching this it was just so accurate and well done but um, uh, you know i'm the adult in my house so
2: <laughs> sorry you said getting, getting, getting caught watching uh, i was showing somebody sorry i'm gonna tangent here no, for a fine. minute tangent away um I was showing somebody uh, the Cora Harper in Andromeda scene. But. Uh, more than but. Huh? Yeah, oh, I know. Way more than but. <laughs> and, and Chase walks in and it was like in Discord, we were all group watching the scene together. And I was like, I swear it's for research.
0: It's not just a circle jerk, I swear. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get back to Alistair, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, I, I have to say, personally, I am very impressed with his stamina, given that he is a virgin. Must be all that Templar training. And you can definitely put him through the paces in this game. That's something that I love about Alistair. He is out to please and really takes direction well. When I first romanced him, I too had never licked a lamppost in winter. So I did not have any hangups about romancing him. It made me feel special and like high school romance because I was literally in high school at the time. But um, going back to hardening Alistair, if you've done that, he is also more likely to say yes to the dark ritual because he doesn't want his warden lover or himself to die. And he'll also be totally game for the threesome with the famous duelist Isabel. Jen, did you want to talk about that?
2: Do I want to talk about a threesome? My dear, do you even have to ask?
0: Perhaps your friend is feeling left out. There is always room for one more. Yes?
1: Uh, Boundaries. Hello. Are you really sure you want to, you know... Interesting, she says, like it was a good book or maybe a delightful pastry. Well, I'll say it. I am a weak, weak man. I guess I'll have to play along.
2: I am a weak, weak man, and I guess I'll have to play along. Alistair may have started out a virgin, but he has the potential to sleep with the Warden, Morrigan, Isabel, and Honora, all in one playthrough. He has got some serious game, and your Warden quite literally taught him everything he knows.
1: My dear,
0: you wouldn't consider... Leaving Alistair with me, would you? Or perhaps
1: letting me borrow him for a week every summer? I'm sure we could work out a deal. Not that the idea of being borrowed isn't terribly fascinating, but let's not forget the darkspawn. There may not be a week every summer, or any summer.
0: Darkspawn? Is this the only thing men think about these days? What about the good old obsessions? Breasts, firm buttocks, wet frocks?
2: Hmm wet frocks The dialogue was great I am all for witty banter and innuendo and straight up talk works for me too damn girl I wish I wish I fully fucking wish that there was a scene that I could break down but unfortunately this is a strictly fade to black they talk then walk off this off screen and then fade to black fade back in into the afterglow, and fully geared back up. But that makes sense. Showing a threesome was probably beyond where they thought the sexy line could be. And threesomes are complicated. They can be difficult to figure out. And positioning and who gets what and where. And it's just, yeah, fun, but. Because this is a
0: dirty, dirty episode. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Just one
1: word. One word. Dirty. Orgy. <laughs> I was, no. was going to say Dirty. dirty.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's why fan fiction exists, everybody. But here's the magical thing about Alistair he loves you and he makes it known. That's always so special in a video game romance because not all of them are so fairy tale esque. Alistair has a great sense of humor, a sexy accent handsome but is fully unaware of his sex appeal, sensitive, romantic, and vulnerable. He has all the trappings of a heartthrob. And you can wind up married to him at the end of the game. But, you know, BioWare doesn't ever just stop at happy endings. In fact, I'm surprised we have any at all. Depending on player choices, he can end up dead, a wandering drunk, or happily alive and in love at the end. What a wide spectrum And that, folks, wraps
2: up Alistair as a Romance. I'm kind of sad it's almost over. But okay, V, let's rate this royal bastard. How do you rate Alistair as a Romance option?
0: I mean, I don't know if I've made it clear at this point, but he's a 10 out of 10 for me. I played Dragon Age Origins first for Bioware games, and I played it right when it came out. So he is my first bioware love. I mean, I am very much attracted to vulnerable and sensitive men. Um, it's a obviously a bonus that he's secretly amazing in bed. I clearly have a thing right. for gingers because my husband is a ginger. <laughs> um I think I also love most that he has a wonderful, snarky, sarcastic sense of humor. His quips are the best quips in all of the game. All of his party banter is amazing. If you ever want to be entertained, just look up him and Ogryn talking to each other, because that shit is hilarious. And <laughs> um, I also love that he's kind of dorky and silly. And my canon playthrough is always Queen Coosland Warden and King Alistair Theron. I just love that they can live happily ever after. What do you think about Alistair? two out of ten fuck them and leave them two out of ten no I just wanted to see your face <laughs> I was like oh no <laughs> I, I was genuinely, no, genuinely I, I upset
2: <laughs> I fully fully agree um, I wish I had known that race matters in this game um, when I picked out my first Dragon Age character because I don't know if I'll be able to keep him um uh playing a
0: dwarf but we'll see we'll see how it goes i never played as a dwarf but i played as an elf and if you harden him (laughs) it's not ideal but he'll keep you as his side mistress if he marries a nora or becomes king like you get to stay together at least i don't mind being a consort that's fine if you don't harden him though he'll break up with you if you're not a human noble yeah
2: okay I don't mind being a concert. That's fine. I'll be concert with my hardened man. <laughs>
0: yep, and and that time, <laughs> that is the hard end you were thinking of. All the hardenings. Okay, so I hear tell that you have a story about Catholic nuns, and I'm interested to hear it because I too have stories about Catholic nuns.
2: Uh, mine are probably nowhere near as interesting as yours. Uh, because, well, okay, so last week I talked about my grandpa and uh, they were, are, were, meh, I don't know. So they were big into the Catholic church and they had a lot of people from the church that would come over like every other weekend, every other Sunday after service, the father and some of the nuns would come over to my grandparents' house. Um, and so there would always be a big not a big party, but enough of a celebration that somebody f- important from the church was over at their house. <sighs> what I didn't understand as a little child was how cleaning worked okay. every two weeks when then when we knew that the nuns were going to be coming over. My grandparents would put those little tablets in the toilet water that turned it blue. So I thought nuns were like a separate like species. I thought that they peed blue. I didn't understand it. I'm like, why? why did they why does the toilet water turn blue whenever the nuns come over because they looked scary to me dressed in all complete black wearing the habits and all the nunnery and i was just like what are these weird aliens doing in my grandparents house and why did they turn the toilet water blue (laughs) that's amazing I don't know, thinking about Alistair going to school and not wanting to follow, you know, the whole, the path of the Templar, it just made me think back to any religious experiences that I had. And it was growing up around the Catholic Church and thinking that nuns
0: peed blue. That's hilarious. I have a very different perception of nuns because I went to Catholic school for three years, was also raised Catholic um, because... I don't know, my family's super Irish and Scottish, <laughs> but um, uh, uh, when I was at Catholic school, there were nuns and they were the teachers of, th- and e- each class was, there was only one class per grade. So every single eighth grader in the school mm. was all in the same class or whatever, you know, we went, mm-hmm. I I say we, cause I'm a twin for those of you who don't know, my twin sister and I, we went, Hi, muffin. <laughs> yeah, muffiny cake, we went for fourth, fifth and sixth grade and two out of the three teachers we had were nuns and i can distinctly remember getting they they do hit you with rulers that is not a lie at least in my experience (laughs) they did hit you with rulers i also got hit in the head with the metal clip end of a clipboard i don't even remember Mm. why my sister got in trouble because she wrote i love ron weasley on an eraser (laughs) And also wore cherry Ron chapstick weasley. and that was makeup and it was like something to do with Satan. Yeah. Ron, run, run Ron weasley. Ron Weasley. <laughs> <laughs> oh. uh, yeah, no, it was a shitty time. I don't recommend so. that. So shit on you, Our Lady of Perpetual Help. That was the name of the school. It's always Our Lady of Something mm. Help. I don't know why. <laughs> uh apollo
2: says you thought that we were basically peeing smurf water yeah yeah i did i did not understand it at all
0: did you ever pee over <laughs> it and then watch it turn green because we had that same blue water stuff growing up with my mom using that for our Maybe? toilets and that always entertained sure. me as a kid being like oh it's green now huh <laughs> <laughs> Not even God could tear me from my Weasley is what my sister said in chat. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't recommend Catholic school uh, or nuns or. Yeah, I mean, if you're a cool nun, follow us. I don't even know if you'd be listening to this, to be honest, though, if you're a cool nun or any kind of nun. Actually, there was
2: a pastor on the P- on the Pixel People, and he was pretty cool. The Pixel People podcast. Oh, that's cool. I was listening to him, and he was talking about um... crap. Uh, it was it, it, I think it was a Mass Effect character. No, 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 no. He was the one talking about Morrigan. Yeah, because uh, I did outside research uh, on like all the like individual character ones and on the pixel people they talked about morgan and alistair and so i was like i'm gonna listen to those and it was a pastor talking about morgan and i was like hmm this what did, should be interesting
0: what did, what did he think it about good. him Do you oh, remember? She, he loved her yeah no morgan. it was good yeah i mean you can't not love morgan have you seen her yeah <laughs> she's made oh honey i've seen her yeah
2: <laughs> seen all of her i'm thinking next cause cosplay for
0: 23 oh my gosh yes cause have you seen 22 her is already taken or Legion ball gown because that is the the mm, costume that mm-hmm. i would do if i cosplayed as her but yeah no i don't know i love alistair have you guys figured that out yet i love him so much he's my first video game romance like my first favorite character of my whole life is legolas because my mom read my sister and i lord of the rings starting at the age of six well she started with the hobbit but i digress so i distinctly remember loving legolas he's my favorite and then alistair is my first my first romance yeah he always has a special place in my heart
2: you always remember your first
0: Mm-hmm. You never stop loving your first. That's what my dad said. It's definitely not true when it comes to like my real life romances, but it's true for Alistair. I always love him.
2: I don't even love the first person I had virtual sex with. So nope, that's definitely not true.
0: Yeah, my dad. But I will never forget. It doesn't talk about. <laughs> yeah, I wish I could. Some of them. But yeah. Anyway. Well. You want to talk about some plugs? (laughs) We can plug each other. It's all good. (sighs) That's your line, honey. Oh, right. Ahem. Well, I'm Vervada, if you don't know that yet. And you can find me in the Robots Radio Discord channel at, you guessed it, Vervada. And come give us a follow on all the social medias at Two Girls, One Ship. Links to those are in the description. Genesis, how can our shipmates reach out to you? I'm
2: flexible with the names of our shipsters call themselves, but they can reach me on the Robots Radio Discord as well. And don't forget that we will be live streaming the recordings of each episode on Twitch at Two Girls, One Ship, every Friday at 10.30pm, 730 Pacific. And releasing the podcast episodes on Sundays. The next few weeks are going to be changing with the times or skipping the live streams due to the holidays, but we will meet we will make sure to keep you posted on all the socials and on the discord.
0: Yes. And uh, you can also turn on Twitch notifications if you haven't and it will let you know whenever we go live. It's just our live streaming schedule that will be different for the next few weeks. We'll still be releasing our podcast episodes every Sunday. You can even listen to us on your way to church. So you'll have something to repent for. Shame. Shame.
2: Shame. (laughs) Oh my gosh.
0: Fun fact about the shame nun. I'm going to get her name wrong, but it's Hannah Wallington, I think. She's in Ted Lasso. And she's in Sex Education, if you haven't watched that on Netflix. Mm -mm. (gasps) Why haven't you watched that if you haven't watched it? It's a great show. Right up your alley, I feel like. It's amazing. It's, like, an extremely inclusive show that's, like, amazing at, like, educating people about sex. It's awesome.
2: I've heard of it. I just haven't actually watched it. I've been gaming instead of watching TV.
0: Hmm. I haven't gamed in a while. Hmm. been looking at game stuff. I really want to play Dragon Age again. They need to release a remastered edition. Dragon Age Legendary. Yeah, like, (laughs) Dragon Age Legendary. I can see... Alistair's abs in 4k I want it give it to mm-hmm. me Bioware please Please. I actually don't even care about his abs I just want to see his cute little face love him all right well thank you so much for listening and remember beauty is in the eye of the controller
1: Hi, I'm Aaron. And I'm Ariel. And we're the hosts of the Legend of Zelda Lorecast, a podcast about all
2: things Legend of Zelda, from Errol to Zora. And all the fun things in between. If you're ready to dive deep and learn more about the Legend of Zelda lore and everything surrounding it, come join us on the Legend of Zelda Lorecast. You can find us on Apple iTunes, Spotify, Google, or wherever else you get your podcasts. We hope to see you soon.